This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. People have been bringing their problems to me for as long as I can remember. I have one of those faces that just says, tell me what's going on. And now I have one of those podcasts that says, go ahead, tell me what's going on. Welcome to Mess in Progress. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mess in Progress with myself, Gina Brion, and my lovely co-host slash all-around amazing human being, Mrs. Catherine G. Mendoza. Catherine, say hi to the people. Hi, people. <laughs> you sound thrilled. I sound nice. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to feign awokenness right now. Awakenness, awoken, awoken. It's not working. Clearly. Awokenness sounds better, to me. right? Awokenness. Yeah. It's not really a word. I'm, maybe I'm making up words. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> the Websters aren't the only people that get to define and make up words, guys. We've it's said we're gonna have a mess oh, in progress dictionary. I cannot wait for yeah. you guys to experience some of the things that we have in store in terms of vocabulary for oh, yeah. you guys. It's gonna be a fun time. I am completely and utterly exhausted. Why? Um, I was, I don't want to, humble brag, humble brag. I was filming with Comedy Central last night. <laughs> they were at the Comedy Cellar. <laughs> they were I doing, was about to say yeah, where? They were doing this week at the Comedy Cellar. And um, I don't, don't ask me when I'm going to be on the show. I have no idea. They just film me. And if I make it on the show, yay. <laughs> if I don't make it on the show, yay. Um, either way, it just doesn't bother me because they still pay me. So good looks, Comedy Central. But the cool part is not only that it's the cellar, yeah. it was at the table. Yes, I actually cool. got to do the table segment, which if you've seen this week at the Comedy Cellar, they have comics that sit around and talk. The only issue was they were running late to get to us. So we were waiting like an hour and a half. We were scheduled for 1030. Mm -hmm. At 1130, they still were not ready for us. <laughs> so we finally started shooting at like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, filming. I actually did a, uh, <laughs> I was doing this uh, other project once and this producer came over to me and I said, hey, where are we shooting today? And she goes, we don't say shooting. Ew. She goes, we say filming in lieu of all of the violence that has been happening. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to film get, myself no, in the face it, if you it. keep talking to me right now. You I know, can't stand you. Okay, I'll, here's why I laughed. Yeah. Not because of what she said, yes. but because my mind would have never went Never, there never, never. Unless it happened like a week after. Yeah. So if it was a week after something big, then I think, you know, the word shooting is like kind of in your mind. It's I think fresh. it always is like when, when it's fresh, when something tragic is fresh and then they say that word, then you're like, oh, like you feel it in yeah. your soul. Like, Jesus heard you say shooting. Like, it's like one of those things. Where like, oh, my goodness. I can't say that word ever again. I should just ban it. So I was, uh, yeah, I was filming. I was filming with them. Well, if she midnight. really wanted to be correct, um, rolling. Yeah. We start rolling. And then I would have been like, so joints? Like, what are you talking about? What are we rolling? She's on Kevin Kid. Wait, what are we rolling? What are we doing? Are we, are we rolling up right now? Damn, girl. Okay. Okay. We're going to get it in right now, now? All right. I didn't think y'all get down like this, but okay. Um, but yeah, that's why I am I'm completely and utterly exhausted today. But it was worth it. It was a fun time. Yeah. But we were filming until about 1.30. And then they paid for my lift home. Oh. And father time was my driver. My lift driver was 784 years old this man <laughs> i swear to you like he would talk and like just just 
Like it was awful. I felt so bad. I was like, somebody get their grandpa. Like, why That's are you so out here, funny. sir? Why are you out here, sir? This is past your curfew. I'm taking you back to Shady Pines. I'm gonna take you back there. Shady Pines. <laughs> I'm gonna take you there because you are clearly in trouble right now, sir. I felt so bad. Like I was like, you want me to drive? Like, homeboy, there's no way. There, I can barely see in how dark, like how it was so dark out. And I'm like, he had thick, like Mr. Magoo, like thick glasses. Oh my God. Okay, now these are details you didn't say. Exactly. And a hearing aid. I'm like, homie. You really paid attention to this. Yeah, oh man. hell yeah, because I was afraid for my life. I was like, one of us is not going to make it through this car ride, yeah. bruh. And <laughs> it would still be you. It would still be me. It would still be me. Somehow, I mean, he's lasted through several world wars. He has lived a life, this man. Yeah. Um, but he did actually, he made a couple of wrong turns, but he did get me home eventually Aww. i couldn't even correct no, him i was tenia just like sueño. exactly i was like Ay, pobrecito. <laughs> i felt so bad i couldn't say nothing uh all right well that's uh that's me explaining why i've had several cups of coffee and will probably be half up and then i'll crash halfway through this i plan yeah. on completely crashing yeah. caffeine I, I just so you know that. Yeah. <laughs> you expect me to just have a sugar and caffeine crash yeah she's ready she's ready for it she's been watching me consume uh, several coffee-based beverages since yeah. about like five o'clock. And you do the real ones. You do like the oh, yeah. the red eyes. I do red eyes. That's yeah. right. Red eyes is like the crack yep. of coffee. For those of you who don't know, that is regular coffee with a shot of espresso. I don't take any milk or sugar in my coffee because I am desperate to stop my heart. I <laughs> am clearly trying to kill myself, guys. And it also depends on where you go because sometimes yeah. it's a double shot. If they pour doubles, mm-hmm. yeah. It will it hit you. That red eye will get you guys. That red eye will get you every time. We have a wonderful guest today. Um, a good friend of mine. We will find out more about him in a little bit. But first, let me introduce you guys to Calixto. Say hi to everybody. Calixto Chinchilla. Hi, <laughs> Did I say your name right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> How do you say it Like when you say it with a Spanish accent? Because I love the way you say it. In Spanish, it's Calixto Chinchilla. 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 I rarely hear it that way. Yo. It's usually Calixto Chinchilla. I like Chinchilla. Yeah. That sounds like something Pitbull would say in a song. <laughs> chinchilla. That right after like that. It should be that's his the, last yeah. name. Yeah, that's chinchilla. a call out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the Wepa, but it's like your last name. Yeah. Which, is, which is crazy. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, what your profession is, and then we'll go into like our relationship, how we know each other. Wow, profession. Um, I would say multicultural marketing, and hey. you know, but. I've been working in in film since I guess uh, like twenty, yeah, around twenty years old, and I founded the New York Latino Film Festival, uh, probably like yeah, twenty twenty one. Wow. Yeah, crazy. You did That's... the damn thing, son. Crazy. Yes. Behind my mom's back, I was literally living at home. I was working two jobs, going to school. I was. I had this crazy idea, um, and I started doing it at night. Like I would start writing proposals like just figuring wow. what this out and there wasn't it was not like there was a blueprint there wasn't a tribeca film festival that was there at the time there really wasn't anything except for like sundance right but nothing for latinos or multiculturals at the time and you know for me i always viewed the latino experience as very multicultural and not just like spanish speaking but just yes. diverse uh and so how do you create an event that's reflective of that diversity? Yeah. And in New York, you can kind of play with anything, you know, where the, every kind of Latino is here. And so how do you build an event that kind of celebrates that and also educates the industry to what we're doing? Because I don't think people knew, this was back in 98. Yeah. And then the first festival happened in 2000. And yeah, it just kind of just kicked off. And, you know, by the grace of God, you know, HBO signed on from the very start. 
Wow. Yeah. So Shout my mother never HBO knew about Latino. it until she saw it on TV. <gasps> wow. And then oh, what did wow. she say? What did she, she was in say? shock. <laughs> he was Jack like, oh, Rabbit. I had a side project, Ma. Wow. Yeah. She was on TV and she was like, what the? <laughs> Then was she like, like mijo ven acá yeah like yeah. literally she did that <laughs> ay mijo see had it been me my mom would have completely not noticed it was my project she would have been like Katy let me t- mira mira la televisión para que tú lo haga yeah. like ma that's mine <laughs> que like, it, it been says by Catherine <laughs> right. Mendoza right? at the end it's funny our parents should have like a retreat together I don't yeah. know <laughs> I think they copy each other's lines. They do, uh, no, right? They, no, they have a book. You know, they yeah. say there's no rule book. That's a lie. There's, there's, yeah. a, there's a Latino book. parent rule book yeah. of sayings. Yeah, that's it. There's a, yeah. there's a Hogwarts somewhere where it exists within. You have to go to the Latino Hogwarts <laughs> and get the magic book of parental sayings. <laughs> and it's funny because parents. those are the things that unite us. That that crosses, yes. you know, nationalities. Yeah. Mothers are the same. They got the retreats we don't know about, but they say the same ish yeah. I've, I've heard yeah, this before. Yeah, well, let, me, let me ask where are you from like where were you born and raised and then Puerto Rico. I was I born and raised a, here a, a, in New York City yeah where in New York well, City he's one of mine around he's here <laughs> actually I went to school around here this is um 79th yeah so I went to math and science school actually uh Adrian Grenier from M- uh, Entourage went to school with me wow. uh, a couple of famous kids you know whatever the kids yeah the I mean kids. you know uh, you know I, and and so it was interesting because a lot of um are now in the arts. Wow. Um, and so it's it's interesting how that all came to be. But when the festival, you know, one of them works for Pharrell and he has his own clothing. What? Label. Hold up. One is a big artist. Is he Amy. happy? <laughs> what you said? I said, is he happy? Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> 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 Corny coffee Ba-da-ba. jokes. Take one. Thank you. Thank you. We need the sound effects. I know. Right? Oh, <laughs> we recorded. Yeah, we did. We did. We, 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 we can hit them with a womp womp womp. We need to record one. a esta. Uh, yeah. esta. 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 Mira esta. <laughs> te crisi. Did we do it? Mira te ya. Crisi? Oh, we did do it. Te crisi. Yeah. Uh, when the festival first started, uh-huh. what was the most daunting task? What was the hardest thing for you to get past? When you began building a festival, my own insecurity. Oh, really? Wow, what a yeah. freaking honest answer. That was real. That yeah. was real. Well, what was it? Everything. How are you gonna build a festival? Like oh, I shit. shot a short film, and so I had no place to show it, and I, I got screwed over. So I learned those lessons, and there was a bunch of, you know, folks who were with me. Like we had no place to show our work, and so that's kind of like the thought of the festival. But to have a big idea. Like kind of like that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to try to ask somebody for money, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, how do you, I really had to like sound like an adult. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, you had to sound like you had the confidence that and, you like, were lacking. Pitch and like yeah. all of that. And I didn't know how to run a business or any, It it's not literally when that opportunity at HBO happened, I, <clears throat> I remember I cried in the elevator Aww. and I was like, what just happened like something's gonna change wow. and like it, it was literally like that and i had 15 minutes to talk to them about it Fifth, that makes sense and that was it minutes. they give you 15 so minutes. you they would say it's minutes. it was like imposter syndrome probably yeah i mean yeah because they didn't even know how old i was right. until they saw me oh did they react so i didn't look at it i was like when the, they saw I was you freaking 145 i was leaving the projects wait, I, wait know, which piece huh which ones Amsterdam on Tiffany. Oh. Amsterdam projects. When they saw you, I, did they have a reaction? Did you see it in their face? Yeah, they because like, I think they thought I was kid? younger. Yeah, who's this kid? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And all it takes, and I think that's in life, 
it takes that one person to to listen and one person to believe yeah. in you and uh that's that's what it took it took that one person and do you remember I, the person's name you course. don't have to say it but oh yeah, yeah. That she's person. no longer with the company but she's a sweetheart she's been she she gave me the shot. It's shout crazy. her out. She designed good. Yeah, Bernadette Alestia. Yo, That's Bernadette, Bernadette. Good no, luck. because everybody needs a Bernadette. Yes, and Bernadettes need to be like praised for giving shout out. Shots. Also to Bernadette Paulie, good friend of mine. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know no Bernadette. <laughs> yes, you do. There's the famous singer Bernadette. What's her face? I don't know her. Oh, I mean, she's pretty, her, she has a brilliant her. career. She's been at HBO even till recent times. So she's yeah, you know, she saw she's something doing some other things. Clearly, yeah. she's brilliant because she gave you that shot. Yeah. And look at how successful right. the festival has become. What was your biggest win mm -hmm. with the festival? Oh man, thus far, yeah. I think the biggest win is even doing it from Jump Street. Yeah. So I think yeah. the biggest win is, you know, our first year we discovered. You know, we we had Michelle Rodriguez. She wow. was nothing. This didn't have. Like, you said ninety eight. She's, she's one of yeah, my favorite. Yeah, so she had girl fight. This the first people. festival was in two thousand, so it took us yeah. like two years to kind of like figure it out. Yeah. Um, but you had girl fight that first year. Rosie Perez came through. Johnny wow. Rosamo came through. Like all this talent that you dream about in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I I don't have a name at the time. Like I didn't have anything. So to see that happen, and I remember it's crazy. I remember me and my friend. Karen Torres, who you hey, know. Hey, Karen, shout out to Karen. Karen and I, and she would tell you the story. We sat in Chelsea. We were in front of the theaters. It was in um, the 23rd Street was the opening night. And we just looked at this crowd that just literally wrapped down the block. Mm -hmm. And the carpet is happy and all that. And we we're like, oh, ish. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is we happening? We did it. We're like, this is, this is happening. Wow. And it's crazy how God makes those moments happen. Yeah. You know, I... I prayed on this. Yeah. I thought about it. And, you know, I think, I, and then I had to quickly learn up. Yeah. Like, okay, this is for real. I got to yeah. figure out how to do it because I never went to school. I didn't study this. I went to school, but I didn't, this was not, running a festival was not in the study course, you know, in the curriculum. Yeah. So it was that. And so literally it's building up, you know, and that's that's how we always did it. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So to, have the, so to have those celebrities on the first from Jump Street, you know, and have Humble brag, on. HBO Latino posted something about the Latino stand up, and I saw that John Lake was almost like that, and oh I was God. like, he knows what I look like. That's he knows what I, look. I didn't know like, that. He okay. knows. Yes. yes. No, I was no, like, shout like out a, to how John Lake was That's almost. a moment, right? Yeah, there. no, I yeah. was like, <laughs> that's what's up. But as a Latina and as a New Yorker, because there's two levels to that. Yeah. yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah, of course. Yep. And that's a Puerto Rican. And some a comedian. There's comedian. Yeah. I was especially happy because of that. Uh -huh. Um, speaking of HBO Latino, speaking of the festival, this is how we got connected. Was um doing this Latinos stand up competition, yeah. which uh is uh, the submissions are over, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens now. Well, we have all the talent. They're gonna look through the talent. We're gonna have a show on August 16th. And uh, we're in conjunction with the festival, and I'm so happy to be working with you guys because I've met a bunch of great people. Now, this initiative mm -hmm. that you guys are pushing, um, I love it. I love it. Is this right. the first time you've attempted this with the festival, or were there other attempts that just didn't pan out? No, we've actually done some others successfully, not in the comedy. So the comedy, comedy was a new yeah. idea, idea. And actually, I pitched this two years ago. I proposed it. 
and uh but we've done like short filmmaker programs all of our stuff has been like on talent and programs and stuff like that i yeah. think uh there was something that kind of hit me in my head like there was like kind of just a lack of latinos like on screen and mm -hmm. and this was like before one day at a time one day at a time is like what a year and a half old so yeah, like when we pitched this yeah this didn't really pop off yet but the idea was like well how do we create something that kind of supports comics and get to them on tv and you saw like you know keenan now has a show the keenan show and you how you yeah. saw you know um this gentleman uh from nbc julio torres oh, with the, are you talking about julio the writer torres? no or no the the carmichael oh gerard oh, carmichael, oh, yeah. Gerard carmichael. Yeah. and so it's like well, you know where are latino comics in this situation and then i know vladimir had his show but it didn't Pilot didn't get picked up. Yeah. So that's when the thought, the idea kind of percolated. Yeah. And HBO was like, ah, you know, whatever. And then finally, uh, you know, I kind of pushed it a little bit harder. And they, we just had this idea together because they kind of thought about it. They're like, oh, we heard about this idea that you had, you know, percolated a couple of years back. I was like, yeah, can we do it? And Entre Nos, you know, was a reality in that time span. Yeah. And so now it seemed like just, you know, just kismet, it, just perfect timing. And so we started building it up, and I don't know anything about the comedy world, so a lot of it I've been learning through Gina, or through other friends that we knew, and even like Angelo Lozado, he's one of our judges. Shout and out to Angelo, love you. Yeah, so, yes. and just hearing them out, and it's like it's really interesting to hear the game and like yeah. how this comic world starts, so I'm very curious and very open, but also very excited about the opportunity, because this is really dope. I, I only thought, I didn't think fully nationwide. HBO was like, no, we're going to go throughout the nation. I'm like, okay, wow. let's go. You know, I, I was just thinking New York, uptown, that was it. But yeah, yeah they were like, let's do everything. Yeah. And so we got 300 submissions. I don't know. I know. Wow. Not, see, they actually just told me the other day how many submissions they that's had gotten. That's a lot. I, that's and a I asked lot. one of the judges How many today, was the minutes? Like, what was the set? Three to five. Three to five. Yeah. But three to five 300? 300 submissions. No. Jesus. I mean, uh, yeah, good luck, crazy. people that are watching yeah. it. <laughs> because and I asked one of the judges today, I was like, yo, you know, we got a show. He was like, yeah, you got a show. Yeah. Wow. I was like, really? The people that I know that submitted, the people <laughs> that are my friends that I that actually were like, yo, should I submit for this? Like these comics that I know are incredibly strong comics. I was like, absolutely submit for this. I was telling oh. everyone that I know that this is such an opportunity oh yeah, yeah. that they're being offered to showcase latino talent and yeah. so for me i was pushing people that i know would normally probably shy away from something like this because it seems so big it seems so grand it can be daunting and intimidating mm -hmm. and when somebody would like one of my girlfriends who's been a comic for a while i think she's hilarious she hit mm -hmm. me up and she was like should i submit and i was like absolutely and you don't realize that hbo started the comedy game i'm looking yes, at eddie yeah, murphy right yes. now delirious is hbo yeah yes like that's how i home. watched comedy as a kid when i was a comedy that's why fan. the specials are such a like monumental exactly comic thing. Yeah. It yeah. means something to a comic mm -hmm. to have an HBO special. Yeah. But I also love that Gina um, said this a, a few weeks ago. We were talking about the, um, you know, the, this whole event. And she said, and for comics who may not be ready for like this year, this is something to aspire towards. Yeah. And that's really cool. Like, I'm not a comic, but I know so many people who, you know, are starting comedy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can see somebody being like, that's a goal. You yeah. know, like a pinpoint goal. Set a that's goal what for this yourself. is doing. And there's that's never really been anything cool. that's like really specific. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's what's really also important is yeah. that, you know, you, you're learning. Even through, you know, I spoke to Gina. She's like, yeah, Latino comics are kind of spread out everywhere. Yeah. You know, you got to dig deep. And so, yeah, we would, we've been doing a lot of that work and trying to, you know, find folks. But 
it's interesting. You have NBC now. They have the you know bring the funny. And they got yeah. you know, some some folks there. Stand up so. is getting a lot getting of shine there. right now. Yeah. Um, and it has been honestly for a while now. Like stand up has almost it's not the resurgence. It's not going to be like it was in the eighties mm-hmm. when the stand up scene in the eighties was insane. When everybody was getting a show, everybody was getting a special. Mm-hmm. It was just this big comedy boom that kind of died out by the nineties mm-hmm. and sort of just sort of plateaued and sort of stayed there. Um, and now with all of the different platforms we have to showcase talent yeah. at this point, it's really given comedy this resurgence into the limelight where yeah. it's like people are now going to movie theaters to watch Kevin Hart's special that's yeah. like in movie theaters or Gabe's movie that was yeah. his stand-up in a theater. People are going to theaters to watch stand-up specials and that is epic because it IG. hasn't happened a lot. Yeah. It's like- people are using their IG to sell their specials, to get their material out there. Stand-ups have so many different platforms to be successful. There's almost no excuse. Yeah, no, even when yeah, I saw Gabe's show, like, you know, on, on his, his show on Netflix, I yeah. was like, yo, that there could be another Latino that has that shot. Exactly. Oh, Once somebody opens the door, that's what I love yeah. about this whole competition, this whole initiative. It's like you're opening the door for these people. I always wanted a platform for comics to be whether latino or not but specifically something that's close to my heart is making sure that latino talent gets shine Mm -hmm. because we are often overlooked in the industry we're often once the quota is met with one ethnic person they don't bother looking for the latino the one ethnic on the show yeah and Mm -hmm. it it could be any ethnic person any brown person that's on the show they don't even gotta be brown they just have to have the last name sometimes Yeah. yeah doesn't even matter as long as they're the ethnic person on the show it doesn't matter so to give this type of opportunity to talent has been a long time dream of mine. So I was really excited when they first asked me to do this. Yeah. And what made me even more into it is how open everybody was to my input as a comic. Yeah. And yeah. cause you don't see that a lot quite often when like you're asked to do something like this, you're told this is how it's going to go. This is how we run it. Yeah. And you're just a figurehead. Mm-hmm. But I've been able to actually communicate like, Hey, this is what works for a comedy show. This is what, you know, would be helpful mm-hmm. in watching these people's material. I purposely don't want any say in like who. I gets wish what. you would judge somebody yeah. else. Is like Gita should like. No, but I, like, but I, I love that she's a mentor. Yeah. yeah. Right. It it's it's cool at that point because also. Yeah. Then they become her peer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being a judge and then a peer is kind of like. Well, it just ah. felt like I shouldn't judge because I have too many friends that I wanted to get a fair sure. shot. I didn't want any chance of favoritism, any chance of anything. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to get a fair shot, whether I know you or not. Hey, but you know what? I'm going to tell you this much and not because whatever I'm here, but your respect level is so high amongst people that have submitted like folks oh. who have known you. Thanks, guys. Or followed you. Like even today, <laughs> like somebody also, you know, mentioned, um, a submitter. I don't. Yeah. I didn't know the, the person, but they were like, you know, I I can't wait to meet Gina. Or I can't Aww. wait to whatever. You guys is. And so, <laughs> like, you guys is. I'm pretty regular. So, and then guess yeah. what's gonna happen? But, you know, I think she won't show up. I will. Yeah. You'll be disappointed. <laughs> as hell. I'm gonna send my stunt double, Catherine. Right? You're gonna meet Catherine. I'm gonna be like, you know, those pictures of Melania when they were like, "Is that the real one?" I'm just gonna have glasses on. <laughs> 
that's how you're gonna get people just Gina Brion glasses. Like, oh, that's totally Gina. And then she takes off the glasses. <laughs> we got it. We got it planned out now. Now we've got it planned out. Yes, we did. Uh, so um, you you got a lot of props, seriously. So I know actually that. bumped into somebody who submitted um, the other night when we were at that club, and this I I wish I I didn't get to get his name because I was headed out, and he was like, hey, it's so nice to meet you. I'm a big fan, and I, and. Uh, I submitted to the contest for HBO Latino and I was like, oh my God, congratulations. Like, thank you for submitting. Yeah. And he was like, thank you for existing as a person. Like, that's what he <laughs> asked. That's what he said to me. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, I can't believe a person like you actually exists. And I was like, wow. I was like, I'm pretty regular, but thanks. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty I don't have any superpowers, but, <laughs> but that's a nice thing to hear. And people yeah. don't realize that, that you know, the, the, the when you get on Trendos, it plays across all the HBO platforms. Yeah, it does. Not just HBO Latino. You're gonna be like everywhere. Well, and that's now, like, what if I you wish. You go to HBO you know. Go. Yeah, it's there. It's, it is and it's there, not guys. like it's not like only in the Latino category. You could go down no, they spread and it out. it's there. Yes. Yeah. It's on HBO. And your face is actually on that icon. I please. Um, ep- do I look cute though? Yeah, you do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Episode one and two, because you know there's different <laughs> ones. Yeah, yeah. They don't have any of the comics except for the one that you're on has the three of you. Which is kind of cool. Rec- recognition right there. Like, I know, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> I have had people come up to me after shows and be like, yeah, I saw you on Entrenos on HBO Latino. And I'm like, oh my God, jeans on. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that outfit from I was Ross. like, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I look so adorable. <laughs> Did you like my outfit? How was that amazing? Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, a little- me too. I haven't even seen like you know no hey i just i haven't seen any submission either yeah so i'm with you yeah but you know like i i want to say this because like the same way people feel about like gina and her involvement with this it there's something to say about like you not only started this well you've co-founded this with like everyone you're working with Mm -hmm. but the opportunities you're giving people are a big deal like i think in the creative community because the first time i heard of the um the film festival was probably three, four years ago when I finally decided I actually want to write. Oh, awesome. And then my friend, Tony, um, you know, Peralta, Tony Peralta. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tony Peralta. He Shout was out. like, you need to submit to this. And that year he took me to one. To the festival. Yeah. Nice. And we went to see a few things. And I, I, everything you've been saying about like that exposing different people and it's not only like people who've made five, six movies. No, it's new, actual, like, writers, artists, directors. So you're kind of, like, paving a way. But you know trying I mean? to. You're yeah. trying to. One of the, my favorite stories, like, kind of reflective of that is Gina Rodriguez. Yeah. So before Jane the, the, before Jane the Virgin, <laughs> yes. all of that, she had come to the festival as an actress. Yeah. She's at NYU. I think she was graduating at the time. And there was a filmmaker team that was, you know, that had a film in the festival, and she networked and whatever. And then... From that came... Was it um, Philly Brown? That came Philly Brown. So Philly Brown started at the film festival. Wow. I just conversate, like networking or whatever. And it was originally about poetry. Then they changed it to hip hop. Yeah. And then they premiered at the festival. Oh, wow. But literally, and I remember uh, Gina's come up when she like blew up. And I was like, this is she, your moment. Yes, yes. But this is how you got to navigate the waters. Yep. And it was, it's really interesting. I saw Gina not so long ago, but it's, that's, yeah, it started here. That's Crazy. Awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> I think cool. so many that's people really have gotten cool. there start or at least open the door by being part of the festival. Like Even a lot Kerry of Washington. Yeah, a people lot of know. Latino 
talent it's, a lot of non-latino talent like carrie they've made their name it started somewhere in the festival or in conjunction with the festival yeah. so i think that's a pretty big deal One you, I liked, you guys have a shorts thing right where you do like a few shorts at once yeah I, that i went to that was really cool uh, yeah yeah because that was it i I enjoy and people a go nuts for the shorts. The shorts are the shorts great. Are great. Crazy. And everything from like not only the ones you guys pick, but um the years that I've gone to those, even the way they're curated, like the order they're put in. Yeah, we make, think about it. I can you can tell, like, cause you you don't That's get lost. That's good. You're, I appreciate yeah. that. You sitting there and like you could easily be like, I'm done with this. But the one that might be like the most emotional. Then you throw a comedy right after that, and you bring that audience back yeah. in. I'm so glad that, you think about that. Yeah. I tell somebody yes. we think she's about very, that. very observant. Yeah, okay. I, I like shorts. So we even like, think of the names. Like we try to put you in a in a theme, in a but theme, we yeah. don't have to stick to it. Like, and it's funny because I tell people, like, you know, somebody's like, "Oh, you should do a gay block short." I'm like, "Nah." We're gonna we're gonna create whatever we want. Like yeah. we're not gonna prepare you for what you're gonna see. Right. Like it's it's great, you know, if you had LGBT block, but then you know what you're expecting. Right. And it so, also gets a little mundane if you know too much of the same story is coming up or the same topic is exactly. coming up. You're like yeah. you don't want that to blow the effect of the project because oh, it's with, with a string of projects exactly. that are the same thing. Oh, so yeah. we try you know? to take you on a, on a journey. And so I'm glad you caught that because yeah. we actually really, that's intentional. Yeah. One year, I'm, I'm going to be real honest. One year I went super high and the whole time, every single one that was picked sparked an idea. Every single one for a different reason mm -hmm. that there was a, I, I, I was, there was a point where I was like, I wish I had a notepad because I'm not going to take out my phone, right? Mm -hmm. We're in the dark. Yeah. But I wish I had a notepad because every idea I was like, oh, that made me think of this. Yeah. But that tells you right there how it was curated. Kit had my mind like fully into it, but then into something like deeper about like what I want to do. Yeah. And I think for creatives, those kind of festivals are really important to go see yeah. and like just actually see other people's works, not yeah. whether you know them or not. Well, it's that's okay what we encourage. We really yeah. encourage it like a level of family. And it's like we it's hard to explain because when. People get into our theaters, it feels different. I don't know mm -hmm. how to explain it. Yeah. And the 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 networking that kind of happens just authentically yeah. is pretty just uh, genuine. I don't. I hadn't, I always tell people I'm gonna show you, but I can tell you because yeah. I can't explain it. But it just it happens, and yeah. I think that that's that happens from the leadership. That happens to how we approach it, yeah. Yeah. and the fact that we too were just like you. It's not like there was a De Niro that started this or mm -hmm. Robert Redford. Nah, it was just us and mm -hmm. so it's like that that background kind of just takes us you know to when we did this but yeah. you gotta understand when we first started there wasn't a latino festival so i don't think latinos or the community really it, you know what a festival is but i don't yeah. think you know the full intent yeah and so you kind of had to train people like teach people okay wow. well this is what the festival is gonna do yeah and this is how it's gonna help you and this is how we're gonna do this and we kind of built it out of nothing. Yeah. Wow. Even just the idea of like submitting, it's daunting. Yeah. Like yeah. making something is already scary. So you got past that point. And then you get to the point of now what do I do with this? Yeah. Now that I've made this thing, where do, where can I house it? Right. And so like you're saying, it's a family. So I, there's something to be said about having been to them, feeling comfortable with wanting to put your project there. Yeah. With saying, I just want to submit. And if I get in, that means something yeah we get yeah. about four to six hundred pieces globally wow. wow so this was only the, wow. the comedy stuff was only national but globally what we get 
we get how do you country. even begin the process of sorting out that Tough. much work <laughs> how long does it take months i bet so this is months of preparation yeah before the, it even gets to the festival i'm preparing not like we're yeah. so, I'm not done oh far from that done. it's 24 hours everything happens at the last three weeks yeah. like everything no matter how much you prep there's always that down to the wire so, which is what we're doing now no sleep I'm but trying. somehow you make time for the gym because you is jacked, bro. <laughs> no. He's like, no. No, 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 he's no, like, no, no. That's no, no. from lifting Wait, all of the play. movies. That's all the submissions he's yes. lifting. <laughs> he's like, ah, 300 submissions. Because they actually submit yeah. movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, VHS girl, VHS. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking of the actual Yeah, all the old, the really old school Jesus. ones. <laughs> no, but that's a lot. But of that's things. a hobby you gotta trade. You know, you gotta keep. Yeah. If you don't, Keep your mind on it. It doesn't. Yeah, I need a release, so that's a, my best. That's a plan. big stress relief for me, so I can understand that. Like, I have to, I have to force myself to go sometimes because I'm exhausted. Now it's been like, like yeah. ugh, you know, I've been trying to. It's what tough. are the busy months for the festival, or is it just all year round? No, uh, it goes in dips and flows. So now the last three months have been the worst, but yeah. even this week is like the worst so, so in your downtime what are you doing in your downtime when you're not preparing for the festival are you just creating your own content and putting it out there for yourself no we've been doing some other things so we have a culture maker series that we do hbo wow. where we have like intimate like meaning like 60 to 100 influencers and we talk you know they sh will show a film that'll kind of just spark a conversation but we don't um we really have like deep conversations it was crazy like we'll get like maybe an influencer and like not necessarily a journalist but somebody who's been affecting the culture and we'll talk to real stuff we had this film last time we we talked about immigration and literally we had to tell people like you're speaking in a safe space and right. people just got open wow and it's crazy and it's like you make it really intimate and have the conversation and so we've been doing that in different cities where and, can people um, see that and you just follow ig Oh, that's so when you better. see it, then you get invited, whatever you can, you know, it's not, it's not really, it's open to the public, but it's limited, right? Yeah. So, you know. You, you Is it the film festival's IG, your IG? Yeah, the festival's the IG. Festival's I don't do, IG. I have my own life. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, I, I have, have my page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my page, which is my thing. No, we have a whole social team and they do the festival stuff yeah, excellent. And, and all of that. But yeah, I mean, we're really even engaging to the audience on our social. Like our social is just ill. Like we, we post something, people go bananas even our commercial we dropped our commercial the other day and people just went you know bananas they're excited they're excited yeah. to see the content they're excited to see the talent they're excited to see um what you guys are doing now because i feel like every year um with the festival i've had my friends have submitted in the past you guys always step it up every yeah. year it's like a different way you guys step it up we try yeah, yeah. we push that in even on ourselves like even the, the commercial we did this year we found the director the cast, the photographer, all on IG. We didn't know anybody. Wow. And you just, we plucked them out and we got them all together and like, let's develop this idea. And that's how it is. So instead of hiring an agency, you hire the people. Yeah. You hire your own yeah. community. You go straight to You the give people. them an opportunity. Yeah. Like our commercial last year was from this kid in the Bronx, 22. Never shot a commercial. He shot some stuff, so that's what compelled us to, you know, he shot, you know, uh, stuff about neighborhood or whatever, and I liked it. Mm -hmm. He got a Nike commercial after me. What? And now wow. he's at an agency. See? Wow. See? And he's not even 25. That's I'm crazy. I'm telling you, Make take it. the opportunity. So Nike got wind there. of it, saw the spot. And so, you know, and yeah. that's the other thing is since we work with creatives or we see creatives, you know, 
it, that makes me excited. Like, do yeah. the IG hunt. Like, let's look for yeah. who we like. And let's look for new talent. Let's, let's, look, for let's talent. look for new people. Let's something right, and then let's cook it up. And if it works, then that's great. If it doesn't, keep looking. Yeah. But, There's no know. shortage of talent out there. That's for sure. There's nah. so many amazing, amazingly talented people so out there. So that's why I tell people, like, somebody DMs you. Yeah. Respond. Or do your research or whatever. Right. So when At I DM read you. It. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. I DM you freaking pick up i apologize yeah. to everybody who's dm'd me that i have not responded to right now <laughs> I feel so bad. No, i'm like i'm so sorry i can't get to all of your dms well right sometimes now. you got to differentiate the professional ones and, the and you can smell it you can. you can i don't you even can. have to look at you can smell it you're like yeah ah, yeah you totally yes oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that is definitely something um <laughs> to keep in mind people <laughs> don't bs in the dms because yeah. you will get called out yeah, yeah. uh but right now i am uh, i'm currently dealing with uh my travel schedule and this god awful weather it rained on me the other day yeah, i got that. poured on the other day because it was it was a hundred and four thousand degrees. I'm pretty sure I'm not exaggerating there. <laughs> I think that's because you haven't exaggerated at all. <laughs> no, today. not at all. The guy was six hundred thousand years old. <laughs> he was. He was. She he was, was like seven hundred and forty. But years even old. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, I heard went out. Yep. Yeah. There's. Nice. It's been so extremely hot in New York. People have like passed out. Like this is like a heat wave, and we act like we've never been through stuff like this. Before. No, but last Train. week, last Friday, when the trains went out, no, mm -mm. I was lucky. I was so. I was even there. I was in a meeting and then i did go to the gym after so then when i got out the, the situation was done but then i saw on, on my phone i was like what the trains went down that and makes I, me think of something yes. this is a conversation gina had with somebody uh, she proposed it to uh, me summer proposed yes. it to you okay yeah. i know exactly where would you prefer in a blackout being stuck in an elevator or underground in a train oh, man. in a blackout and a heat wave let's add that yes it's a heat wave it's hot <sighs> yep. there's think a smelly it. homeless person on the train car no, you're adding elements. Don't add adding elements. No, because there's the difference I'm between the first floor, the first floor, the basement, and the 27th floor. Because I'm like, floor, like pick elevator. No, I don't know. Elevator. Did you ever see this YouTube video that kind of went viral of where there was a rat and everybody jumped on the seat? Yes. And it was a packed train. Yes. And everybody's like, Yo, what? Yo, we were holding up. It was a up. packed train and people like hold on But to I respect there was one person who didn't move. That person was like, go around yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> nah, rat, you can move around me, son. Come here, Ben. He's the one who let him out. <laughs> Get your rat tattooey self back to the kitchen. Your ratatouille. I would I would do the train because I'm used to it. See, yes. But in an elevator, nah. Well, somebody made a point that somebody else would... actually picked elevator. And I, I get restless. Train. I'll get restless either way because yeah. I can't. Right. I get the yeah, elevator. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I but get somebody said um because you could at least pee in between the carts. Yeah, if it's that. Yeah, but now long? they be locking the doors lately. True. They have. True. That's yeah. grimy MTA. Let us yeah. pee in the middle let's, of the let's cars. Pee in the middle. <laughs> but you see, that's dumb on their part because, like, I get the reason. Yeah. But if you have, you know, sometimes the train like loses power at the back of the train. Yeah. So what happens with those people before at least we can go through the actual? Like, yeah. Now carts. you gotta come no, and let us like out. So now y'all gotta come and what? Uh, yeah. Job, eh? like, <laughs> yeah. Somebody the janitor keys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happens. I have been on a subway car that stopped underground for a little bit. Um, it when happens I to be on the path. Like the worst Ooh, one. Oh, that is the, the worst. The worst. Okay, guys, the path I was there for like 30 Jersey. minutes. <laughs> first of all, that was yeah. your first for mistake. For the non-East Coasters. Yeah. Yeah. The path goes to New Jersey. You have to know why this is the worst place to get stuck. Yes. Because you're probably in between the two cities. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. where you're stuck. Underwater. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 
the worst. That's scary. Like that that's would scare me. Being stuck on the path train, being stuck on the New York City subway. I'm like, eh, but, you could be underwater. The, 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 yeah, the no, path tracks are cleaner. This is true. So if I had to run and escape, the path tracks, the New York the New York's tracks that's are the true. worst. No, yeah. New York tracks will get up and fight you. Yeah. Exaggeration number but three. But the path, I can see the wood <laughs> between the track, the metal. Yeah. I can see it. New York, you can't see. No, crap. nothing. That's true. You can't see nothing except for ratas. The best showering. train to be trapped in is the LIRR. Really? <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to. No, because there's a bathroom. All the trains. Yeah, yeah. there's a bathroom. It's clean. Be, yeah. And they some of them got an upstairs. Yeah. I think. Heck yeah, you can yeah. stretch out. Yeah, they I have like a double right. decker train. Yeah. Yeah, they have is. a loft upstairs that they you can do. chill in. You know, they have a little kitchen area. It's I do. I mess with the, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it's a great train, no, but I could out do, of all the I could trains. do LIR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So train, so train, train. Yeah. See, I'm for me. Well, luckily, recently I was nowhere. I was not in the borough that got like affected. So when it happened in Manhattan recently, I wasn't in Manhattan. I was at the beach. Nice. My mom was affected. My mom went like yeah. Oh, oh, did she here? freak out? Oh, wow. Wait, was it how? Where in Manhattan did it affect? I don't even know. Um, it was Midtown. It was West Side to, yeah. to Midtown Manhattan. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty. I was I was at the Comedy Cellar, so I was good. <laughs> I was wow. watching it on the news like, oh, that's a shame for everybody. That's over <laughs> The Comedy Cellar is downtown, by the yeah, way, Yeah, so it's downtown Manhattan. I forget that not everybody's from <laughs> New, New York, York City. City. Yeah. But I'm sure you all know the Comedy Cellar. I'm <laughs> <Uncle> brag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because everybody from uptown, because I saw it on social first, yeah, uh, was like, "Oh, good for them, the spoiled brats." Like everyone who was midtown, I... they showed like, "Oh, that's so the funny." The West Side, everybody like uptown was like, "Good for them." Yeah, <laughs> where in like... Brooklyn did it hit all of Brooklyn? Because that's no, a lot. I, think I don't think it was all of Brooklyn. Patches no. in Brooklyn. Yeah, it wasn't. Because I know a couple of people. In Brooklyn, my friend, like, nah, because yeah. it didn't affect no my problem. friends, and I checked up on my friends that lived in BK, and I didn't, I didn't hear anything. Let me ask another question. I got that. You remember the old blackout, early two thousands? You know what? I wasn't here for it. I you was weren't. In, I, was wow. in LA. Oh. I wish I was here for it. But I was in Yo, LA. that was a black. No, that was legit. I that was scary. That was, real. that was scary. I mean, where but were I'll you? give it to New Yorkers. Yeah. We don't loot. No. No, no. We don't loot. We wait there a couple days there before wasn't, we loot. No. There wasn't any looting no. then. There wasn't any looting no. now. People just, I no. think people enjoy We open enjoy bombas. It. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that it, that's a, all we do. We, we open, open bombas. But you have like Broadway uh, like singing the streets. means the pump. <laughs> Everybody was randomly doing something. I saw like barbecues. Like yeah. everybody's yeah. chill. And it's yeah. like really, I think that the energy in New York, that's, that's when you appreciate being in New York. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't do lame we don't wild out like people think we no. would like people would swear that yeah. we would be looting because they would be all crazy. think we're like some we're a movie they they think, they think of movies yeah. <laughs> where that's what happens somebody runs into a rena center yeah that's all, all <laughs> the gang movies the they saw yeah. that's what yeah. they think yeah. but that's you know you, you think like. of whatever but uptown that no matter where in the city nobody did anything no. there wasn't yeah. crime no. there wasn't a loot well there wasn't anything there was crime where? because i was on a beach i was on a beach and so for me, it didn't affect me because you think about it. It probably happened like in the middle of the afternoon. I was like 15, maybe a little bit younger. And I was like, well, it'll come back on by the time we get back home. It did not. Yeah. We had to sleep on the beach because I live in lower Manhattan. Mm. And we were in like, what? Brighton Beach, Manhattan Beach, you know, the, the oh, Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. The Brooklyn. The Brooklyn. The Brooklyn. Um, that sounds like a show. The Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were there. We had to stay on the beach. 
And which sounds really nice in theory, right? Because that's what young people do in New York City. They were like, we're just going to sleep on the beach. On the gross beach. <laughs> I want to add the gross beach. My first, my first little boyfriend, he was supposed to be the lookout. Oh. But he fell asleep and they stole all of our stuff. Like oh. when we knocked out. So there was. Yes, yo. I mean, I wasn't really mad because there was nothing that I had of like super value. But my homegirl, she had, um, you know, like the nameplate. The earrings, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. all her sweet oh. sixteen gifts, you know, like when oh, yeah. like an abuelita Dang. gives you all, and she and it was like jewelry. Wait, wait, wait! Why did she bring all her sweet? Because she's Puerto Rican and she's sixteen well, years true. old. The this is the early two thousands. We bring everything stolen. with us. Wow. <laughs> you know, you bring your. Hoops. She had her quinceanera she dress. Got, you gotta and look everything. cute at the beach. You gotta look cute. <laughs> you you buy we buy the boardwalk. Like after the beach, we're gonna go to the boardwalk, get a little photo with the heart. With her big hoop earrings, or did she have the chunky earrings she, that were squished? She had the big hoop with the name. Her name was Jennifer, and it said Jennifer. Damn, <laughs> Jennifer, I'm sorry. I felt bad, but yes, that was oh, my wow. first yes. blackout. Yeah, that that, that was that was heavy. Damn, they stole your stuff. Not mine, hers. Oh, so she's like, I was safe, but Jennifer. <laughs> I, I know the, the Lord came for me too because oh. then that the next day I got my monthly, oh. and we were on our way back home, and I had nothing. Oh, wow. So in pain, in the heat, <laughs> taking six buses to get back into Manhattan. Six. Wow. Yes, yeah, a journey. That was a journey. Yes. That journey, was yeah. that was the Lord going. You're not getting away. <laughs> no. Got free. That's why I don't even go to corner unless somebody got a car. I try to. You know. Yeah, seriously, I'm going to the beach. Somebody got to drive there. But you're 16. Right, you, I know, you, I know. That's I that know. young stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'll spend three hours on the train, <laughs> and then you get older. You're yeah. like, um, was I insane? Yeah. <laughs> So let's go to our Dear Gina segment because we do have a question here. Catherine, can you push that closer to me? Yes. Because I am blind today and cannot see a damn thing. So <laughs> our Dear Gina segment is a segment where our uh, listeners and my fans from IG and Facebook will write in and ask advice. I appreciate all the stuff that has come in so far. We got a really good one today. So I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Dear Gina. I am an artist who grew up in a family that does not see being an artist as a career. Our discussions always end with, we didn't come to this country for you to be anything but a real professional, a.k.a. a lawyer or a doctor. I'm in my 30s now, and I've had some career successes, but nothing that's made them see my passion as realistic as a realistic career. With each year, it's getting harder to keep pushing through their disbelief, and their disbelief doesn't help. Have you ever felt this way? If so, how do you deal? All right. Um, I'm going to field this first and then I'll toss it over to Catherine and then we'll go over to um, Calixto. And um, I feel like I, I hate saying it like a, like a, with that like Connecticut person accent. Calixto. Calixto. <laughs> Calixto Chinchilla. We won't be speaking to Calixto Chinchilla next. Um, That's how my principles so It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you're used to hearing it that way. But every time I say it like that, I'm like, Calixto. <laughs> Um, especially, present. The, especially the schools I went to. Was like oh, yeah. Um, so, okay. I actually, I mean, my family was incredibly supportive. <laughs> so, like, I'm coming from a place where it's like, Ugh. but I can tell you personally, um, career ups and downs. Oh, yeah. They get hard to battle and not having a support system can be incredibly detrimental. Um, my advice or the best piece of advice I could give and what I would tell people that I came up with that didn't have supportive families too was you have to build your own support system then. What you have to do is build your support system out of friends, out of other performers, other artists that are in the same business as you because you do need that to get through all the peaks and the valleys of what you're going to go through as an artist. If you can't depend on your family for that, 
maybe that's a thing that you will never be able to really get them to understand until they maybe see you do something huge and big and then you make it and then they obviously view you as a success because everybody else views you as a success. Really what this is, is not even about your parents. It's about, or your family, however many members of your family that you're talking about that say this to you, it's about how they want to be viewed by other people. They're taking your success to mean their success. So the fact that they can't quantify your being an artist in terms of their own idea of success really has nothing to do with you. And it's nothing, it's nothing you should internalize. I know that's easier said than done because you want your family to be proud. Mm -hmm. You want them to be happy that you're doing your dream and not having that can be a battle. But there are ways around it if you are willing to give up this idea that you can force somebody to accept and believe the things that you accept and believe. That's something you can't control other people and how they take things in. But what you can control is building your own support system and being your own biggest fan. Mm -hmm. So um, was that even difficult? Because you started at 17, right? I started at 17. So how do you, I mean, that's young. I mean, so Very how do young. you, so how do you tell your parents that they understand, I don't know if they're first generation or second generation. Second but, generation. So did they understand like the whole comic stuff? Like, what are you doing? And you're they, a woman, you're doing this thing at night, you have to work material, like. Yeah, it was. You know what? I think they knew I've my parents know me very, very well. And I think they knew that once I had set my mind to it, once I had decided it was like, you're either on board with this or I'm going to do it anyway. So it's like I'd rather have you on board and know what I'm doing than mm. have to hide it and have to like be out late at night for some other reason or lie to you or whatever. Did your parents take you to the shows? They would come to shows. Yeah, they would come not to all the shows, um, but they would, you know, once they came to a couple and they got a little more comfortable with me, like being around, they knew there were other grownups around. They knew that I wasn't by myself in some seedy places. They knew I was street smart enough to not go to seedy places. So once they got used to that, and then once I turned like 18, after that, they were like, well, you grown now. <laughs> like, you're 18. Like, you're grown. Just don't make stupid choices. And they would still support me. They would still yeah. show up to some shows. They still come to shows today. Like, they actually came to see me when I was on the Fluffy Tour, and they'll still come out. But Yeah, because I saw this on different. Eddie Murphy's. Uh, did you see Comedians with Coffee? The new yeah, one? yeah, I tried to watch it, but I was like literally in the middle of something, and I, I, I caught some gems from it. And so but Eddie I spoke watch it again. a lot about, like, being, a, you know, that 17, 18, you know, the same thing thing yeah and how his father would take him to show and like how he had to convince his parents that this is what he was going to do so it's really interesting to hear you know how much it, yeah how you yeah. need that support system or whatever but then it's funny because he talked about when he failed one time his father <laughs> he was talking about I'm done with this comedy shit. Like, whatever. He's like, I'm taking you home or whatever. Like, it was like some joke that he talked about. Yeah. His father was like, good for you. And then he killed it the next night. Like, and so it was like. That's how that comedy goes. So, right. Like, it's one crazy. night you're amazing and the next night you could suck. Well, um, entertainment in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Because, like, you could you could feel like. Because I think they said something about um, successes. Yes. But not some the type successes. of successes that. Like, it, on, a, on a small scale. I always joke with certain friends that, like, unless it's on Univision, my mom doesn't necessarily see it as, like, yeah. realistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, now she will, you know, be like, oh, on Facebook? Because she sees Facebook as legit. <laughs> yeah. So if it's on Facebook, she might see it like that. HBO is something she would see as legit. But other than that, it is very hard sometimes to explain the levels of it. So I, I think that that's really interesting because you could easily feel like, shoot, I'm like failing. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they don't see 
what's happening? Or how do you explain it to an abuela at a baby shower who don't really understand? My it, it was the same with me, yeah. ex's grandmother thought that I was legitimately a clown. They told her that I was a comic and she went, oh, una payasa. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not a clown. I don't wear clown makeup. I don't have. But she legit thought that that's what they meant when they told her that I was a comedian. She thought I was legitimately crazy. a clown. So I, I totally get your point of how would you explain that to an abuela? Yeah. Like, how would you explain that to somebody who has no concept? Yeah. Or especially for like influencers. It. Like, yeah. I'm not an influencer, but I most of my work has been on digital. So it's very hard to explain a job title like video producer. Yeah. You know, because, oh, so la películas. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's not like, you so know I'm what I movie mean? movie mom. <laughs> right. Yeah. But so it's, it's, it's a different, I don't know what this person necessarily does, but I will say that I can see the generational idea. Now, mind you, the support part, I'm like you. Yeah. Uh, my mom, my mom's a single mom. So she came to this country. And I think with us, it was very much like she followed one of her dreams. Of going somewhere and like doing something very new, which to me is like astounding that you went from somewhere you knew to a whole different other place with no language. Yeah, no, right? not even and, speaking the language. Right. And then you also just a single woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think is why she was more supportive because it was like, as long as you still are going to, my mom thing was estudia. So I went to yeah. college. Right, that was kind of That's my backbone with her. Yeah. yeah, as long as I had that that diploma for her on her Facebook, it says she went to my college. Like it doesn't, you know, she's not a, a, a an alum. She acts like she's an alumni of the college, of my yeah. college because that is her degree. But other than that, it's like she's been super supportive. I can't say that for everybody, so I feel for this person. I will say the lows part, especially. The idea of milestones. Oh my god, I'm 30 and I don't have my Oscar because I think that's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, I like don't I'm have in my thirties. I don't have my, this. I don't have right, that. I don't have my Golden Globe. I don't have my my special yet. Yeah, I wouldn't for me because I do have family members who will look at being a creative as like Tuta loca. Like yeah. really, Catherine? That's not real. Okay, but when are you gonna get like a full a full time in algo más que has beneficios? Yeah, like where's your benefits? You're what's gonna your go to the doctor plan? and tell jokes, Gina. Right. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> right. Ha ha ha! My ribs broken. <laughs> like what? Yeah. So I mean, I feel I feel them on every level. You're right. Have yeah. a support system. Have that community. Honestly, have friends, good friends in this industry who. Some are very successful. Some may not be, but all will encourage you constantly. Yeah. For me, and that's have, a and big I think thing. for me is like have faith. Yes, not yes. even faith. Faith in you, but faith in whatever higher power you believe in. Like yeah. that's whatever gonna, you believe. That, in, yeah. That's gonna that has got you. You you've made it. You know you're here for a reason. You yeah. have a purpose, and once you discovered what that is, yeah. to have the deepest faith in all levels that you're gonna accomplish it. Because for me. I was the same, so I didn't even tell my mother. So I didn't want to hear it because I knew she was going to be the first to knock it down because I was already vulnerable that I could easily say I'm not going to do this. Mm -hmm. So it could have gone either way. I didn't tell my friends, told two of my cousins, and they kept on the low. And then that's just how it it happened. And so I'm speaking from my – yeah, I had to pray up and have this, like, deep belief that this could – happen and whatever and so um it's that and then your parents would kind of just come around and get it um you know gina said this thing um a few weeks ago she said something about but it was more you were talking about Mm stand-up i i just took it generally since i'm not in stand-up um if you don't love it then 
Mm-hmm. That's right there yeah. enough because part of the giving up, I mean, or the not wanting to give up is that you love it so much. What else do I do? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what I do. This is who I am. Not that, and I don't mean it in a, I'm defined by my career. No, but I do, I'm okay with being defined by my passions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this, being a creative is like pursuing a passion. Mm-hmm. And so you have to love it. Mm-hmm. Even when you, you, even when it's defeated you, you have to love it. Mm-hmm. You know, find the positive, find the spin. Yeah. What's like, what did this teach me? What is it? I've had a lot of moments where I'm like, oh, um, not that I thought I was better than I should have been, but. I will say that at a point in my early 20s, I really did feel like I shouldn't be PAing anymore because I got that first job that was like full time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. And then you that job didn't work out or maybe it was it wasn't um, for as long as I thought it would be. Then I had to go back to PAing. You humble yourself. Oh, yeah. And understand that the build is still there for a reason. Yeah. So I think a lot of people. And clear the noise. Yeah. Like clear. There's so much noise, even with social media. So when I started, there wasn't no IG or any of this Facebook. Yeah. But there's a human noise like clear like trust your trusted few yeah and you know i i've always said and it's true like we all have the gift of intuition Mm. so when you can hone in on that intuitive voice that you've been it's god-given everyone you have that intuition when you betray it it never works and but but just to that like learn the difference between intuition and bias exactly because that's a big thing that people need to know because they'll be like oh i feel it like no you just don't like that person or that project like you got to know the difference between bias and intuition what is your gut telling you about this situation Mm -hmm. not your ego not your heart not your brain what are you Mm -hmm. getting inside of you what is it making you feel like if i don't want to do a project if i don't feel right about something i cannot dedicate my time to it i simply cannot and if you're feeling that way about anything Catherine's right like it takes knowing that you love something you can you should be obsessed with your passion exactly you should push yourself that should be your only obsession is whatever you're passionate about um i don't want to because when you betray the intuition yeah then you're like, oh, I should have listened to my, oh, I told exactly. myself. Yes. And so there's a moments where you just be still. And for me, even in that moment, I had every right to like, I'm not good enough or mm-hmm. I'm not this or yeah. why they're going to do this to me. And there's a moment where I think, you know, at 25 or 30, I was like, I kind of got to own it. I got to know that I yes. know this or whatever. Yeah. And for me, there were so many other voices in my head like, you know, if a person made more money than me, if a person was a different culture than me, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, had you know, more clout in some way. Clout, yeah. And you just have to get that noise out. And once you get into that good space, yeah, then you good money. Yeah. You know? And in this age, also have a healthy relationship with um, social media. Yes. Because it can mess with yourself. Yeah, that's perception. Yes. yes. Yeah. I know so many fellow creatives who I, they've told me. Like, I need to take a break because it's affecting them. And I'm like, I don't see it that way, but I can see why they feel that way because of other people's successes. And maybe, and there's also, maybe their agenda is different. Maybe, you know, their social media influence, like, you have social media influencers that are like, I got to get off this. Yeah, yeah. And there was a big social media influencer that just killed themselves in the Hudson, like, two weeks ago. I don't know if you know this. Um, it's, it's a lot to take and it was on. Like too much. Yeah. Oh my lord. It can really affect some. I know a and lot of perception. comedians that are like that. Yeah. They can't go on it's social ideas. media. They can't. There are a lot of comics that are like, I have to get off this because watching somebody else be more successful affects my self esteem, or watching somebody who I don't think is as talented as me. And understand if you feel that way, 
that's your ego that's you that's your ego speaking when you can't look at somebody else as somebody else's success and be okay with it that's your ego that's f plain and simple your ego's reaction to it because if you stepped back and you really looked at it you would realize that that person's success has nothing to do with your mm -hmm. journey it's not impeding it it's not hurting it yep. if anything when there's success for somebody else in this business it should give you hope that mm -hmm. there's also a chance for you to be successful mm -hmm. yep. before we go off on any more tangents because this is great Let's see the next one i want <laughs> us to to like get in uh, into our shout outs our social media shout outs awesome. in terms of where everybody can find you Calixto I'm going to ask you to go first because you're our guest so tell the people where they can find you what content you want to push them towards uh, the New York Latino Film Festival that's our yes. IG NY Latino Film Festival our website's the same thing nylatinofilmfestival.com again you know we have a really active social community uh, a lot of the content is not even always about us versus like jokes or like stuff we come up with and Everyone can, you know, who visits our social is very like uh, conversational. So I, I really like the people who follow us. So awesome. definitely follow us there and, and put us on. Nice. Hey. Yeah. Catherine, tell the people where they can find you. It's only on Instagram. <laughs> you you <laughs> always say it's so disheartening. Like, what is your idea? I'm going to be like yes. exclusively on Instagram <laughs> at Catherine G. Dot Mendoza. That's I'm, spelled I'm, at the at symbol. K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-G dot M-E-N-D-O-Z-A. There you go. It's I know. I always get so happy when you spell it because I feel like it's like the Mickey Mouse club. It's like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah I love it. You guys know where you can find me. It's at G Brion on Instagram. Uh, Gina Brion pretty much across the board on all social media platforms. The website is ginabrion.net. Check it out for tour dates to find out when I may be coming to a city near you. Make sure you check out my HBO special. Yeah. Uh, it airs obviously August 16th, 930. It it's called Easily Offended. And uh, I want you guys and to check it out. And that trailer just dropped today. And the oh. trailer just triggity triggity dropped. To, <laughs> so, HBO Latino. Yes. Yeah. Head over to HBO Latino's um, uh, uh, IG to check out the trailer. I'll also post po it. I am doing really well with word thingies. <laughs> um, I will post it myself very soon. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. So I feel yeah. like I'm like, hey, you guys will see it. Maybe you won't. Maybe you won't see the trailer. Maybe you will. But watch the special. It'll be on all all of HBO's platforms on August 16th at 9.30. Um, shout out to the New York Latino Film Festival. Shout out to Calixto for coming through today. Thank to you. HBO yes. Latino. To all of the people submitting for Latinos Stand Up since we talked about it today. Uh, regardless of what happens, you are all amazing for submitting in the first place. Thank you for taking a chance. Thank you for pushing yourself. And I hope you continue to do that. I always like to end the show with a piece of advice that my mom always gave me when I was dealing with a lot of stuff in life. She would always say one catastrophe at a time handle things one catastrophe at a time people until next time deuces do it like that you the kind of chick that's ready to fight back looks damn good but really she type bad go to sleep i call him my night cat born killer you a born killer don't get him don't get him